Hello again for Friday the 13th, part 8. Jason takes a cruise ship, some back alleys in New York, and then a little bit of Manhattan at some point. Um, yeah, so... Um, I'm recording from the closet again, but I don't need to. Um, everybody's up. I wouldn't really disturb anybody by just recording this in my room, but, um, I like it in here. It's nice and cozy and it's dark and, you know. It feels nice, so that's where I'm going to record. <clears throat> also, I don't want to have to keep moving around this recording equipment, so this is where it's going to stay. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Uh, in this one, they actually changed the font for the opening titles. Uh, this time, they have a classic late 80s, early 90s um, kind of opening, I don't know, title sequence. It's got that um, echoey kind of guitar. It's a little bit rocky. And then it has like you know, heartfelt power vocals, I don't know, I don't know what you call it, how you describe it, doesn't really matter, uh, but anyway, it has that, and it's shots of Manhattan and stuff, so that's cool, um, yeah, so I like that, I like that they actually changed that, made that fun, and look good and professional um so yeah that's nice and uh so for this one this the first half of this movie takes place on a cruise ship and uh then the rest of it takes place in New York. Uh, but yeah, so... Pretty early on... Well, maybe it's not early on. I can't remember when this happened, but... Um, at some point, he just... For one of his kills, he just chokes a girl. Just chokes her to death. That's it. Oh, it's the girl... Uh, she's running from him and ends up in the disco dance room. And then he just comes over, grabs her neck, and just chokes her. I guess, I don't know. I don't know if maybe he was feeling lazy at that point. Maybe he was uh, just kind of tired. He was just like, you know what? Done so much punching and thrusting and slashing. It's just, I just need to 
just squeeze a neck for a while, you know, take a rest. Um, or he's just being lazy, you know, he's just like, well, you know what, nobody else is going to see this, so who cares? One thing I like about this one is that there are non-Jason scares. There's like the main girl is having like flashbacks to uh, this incident where there's like a boy drowning and she keeps seeing like the visions and stuff and that's pretty cool. I like that they added some of that in. That was neat. Um, and also, going back to the 90s theme song and everything, I really love 90s New York um, in, I guess, movies specifically, because I never went to New York City in the 90s. But I have seen a lot of movies set in New York City in the 90s, like the early 90s and stuff. And it's just such a strange place. And I, I feel like it's probably not real. It's probably not the way it actually is. It's probably just kind of like a movie fabrication that just kind of took over and became a cliche kind of thing. Because um, it's like similar in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, different stuff like that. Um, but it's just got like that uh tons of graffiti you got people listening to boom boxes everywhere um lots of violence and theft and robberies and i mean i'm sure all that stuff happens and all that kind of thing i mean i'm not i know that like in the city that stuff is not out of the ordinary entirely but I don't know, there's something about the 90s New York that's so specific in these movies. And I just, something about it I really like. Maybe it's nostalgia for my youth. I don't know. But anyway, uh, one thing I was thinking of during this movie is I wonder if maybe God is actually sending a messenger every time. Because the crazy guy in the first one and the second one, uh, it's the same guy in both of those. He's trying to warn the people that um, Jason is going to kill him and all that stuff. And he dies in the second one, I believe. Um, but then, I don't remember if it was the third or the fourth one, but... Um, in one of those two, there's also another guy who, uh, starts to warn people. Uh, I can't remember if he dies or not. I'm assuming he probably did. But in this one, there's another guy who's saying, um, trying to warn people that, uh, Jason is going to kill him and stuff. So, what I'm wondering is if maybe in this movie franchise, God is trying to 
like send some messages to people now obviously he's not doing a great job of it because the people just come off as crazy and um nobody believes him anyway and they usually end up getting killed but nevertheless i'm i don't know i was just wondering if maybe that was a possibility could be um yeah, I mean, not a whole lot to say about the boat portion of the movie. Uh, I do like the various settings and, you know, all the creative ways that, um, and places that there were kills in that. So that was cool. But um, once they get to New York, that's the real movie. That's what the title promises and that's what everybody wants to see. So um I love when they get there and then after uh the main girl gets kidnapped by some thugs the uh teacher guy is like We'll be more productive if we split up. Even though, first of all, classic horror movie mistake. But, more importantly, they're in New York City. Splitting up means they have no way of contacting each other. This isn't the 2000s. We don't have cell phones here. They're they've got to find each other again. They don't establish, like, a meeting place. They don't say, hey, let's come back here at this time, or, you know, every whatever. They, they don't establish any of that. All they do is just, he's like, we'll be more productive if we split up. Um, but you know what? It all works out in the end, because they all just happen to find each other again. So, it all works out. Um... And I love how Jason just decides to toy with Julius, the boxer guy. Because pretty much any other time, it's like if he's getting shot at, he's still just walking forward towards the person. Or, you know, if they're trying to do something, he'll stop him and slice her head off or whatever he does, you know. And with this guy, he lets him beat the crap out of him. I mean, doesn't really do a whole lot uh, in terms of pain or ultimate um, effectiveness. But he knocks him back for a while, and then Julius gets all bloodied up and... He's tired and all this stuff. And then Jason just punches his head off. Um, which also happens to be my favorite kill of the movie. Because <laughs> it's just like all that work for that guy. And then he's like, okay, you're done. And he punches the head off. And it's crazy. Um you know what I want to see one of these times 
because we've seen Jason punch through a torso. And now we've seen him punch a head off of a body. What if we saw Jason punch a hole through somebody's head? Now there's an idea. Well, we got four more movies, so maybe it'll happen in one of them. So, uh, yeah, um, one thing I loved was there's a shot uh, when they he's on fire, Jason's on fire on the ground or something, or there's fire somewhere around him, it's, and uh, the main girl is looking into it, and it dissolves very, very slowly to a lake which is her memory. And it was such a cool dissolve because for so long I was sitting there like, wait, what is that? Is that ice? Is that like the ice is on fire? What's going on here? But then as it's, as the fire started to slowly dissolve away, I was like, oh, wait a minute. That is a lake and that is a boat on the lake. What the heck? I did not notice that. And it was really cool. I loved it. Probably my favorite specific um, piece of cinematography or editing or whatever from all the movies so far because it was really cool. Um, and speaking of that flashback, how much time has passed across these movies so far? Because... So we got... He drowns in the 50s. And then the first movie, I think it came out in 1980, I want to say. Um, but in that one, he's a little boy on the lake. He, um, you know, grabs, comes up and grabs the girl at the end. So, we know he's still a little boy there, and then in the next movie, grown man, full grown man. So, in between those two, I mean, he's got to have aged at least, at least 10 years uh, between those two. Um, and then, so we have a couple other just camp places, you know, he's doing his thing, but then, uh, in the fifth one, between four and five, see, four, Tommy is a little kid, I'm really bad with guessing ages, I'm gonna say ten, maybe eleven, I don't know, but then in the next one, he's like eighteen, so that's another big time jump. So that's like seven years or something. And then in the sixth one, Tommy is even older. Um, so we get, you know, he's even older. And now uh, it's... So then in the seventh one... Um, 
I don't know when the flashback takes place of the girl killing her dad on the dock. And he goes down under the water. And then... Um, so he's down there with Jason at some point for some amount of time. Um, so wait, they just left... They left that girl's dad there in seven. All that time. They didn't even go down and try and get him up and bury him or anything. They just left him at the bottom of the lake. That's pretty messed up. Um, anyway, so then in this one, the main girl is in... I assume college. Um, I can't remember specifically. I mean, it it's possible that they're seniors in high school. Could be college. I have no idea. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. But they... Uh, the main girl, um, her flashback, she's a little girl on the lake in a boat with the teacher guy and she s finds little boy Jason in the lake when she almost drowns and he's pulling her under so that means that when she was a kid he was still a boy under the lake but now so she's let's let's put a time this uh, age on this here so Let's say she is 22. Well, let's, let's even just say 20. Let's just say 20. Um, you know, let's be generous. Well, no, I guess being generous would be saying 20 and not 18. Okay, so we'll go a little bit over. We'll say 20. All right, so if she's 20 now, let's say she was, I don't know, 8 in the flashback. I really have no idea. Um, so that's a 12-year age difference. So that's 12 years. So let's say a couple years before would have been Tommy. And then he's aged seven years. So that will be like four years between little kid Jason and big Jason. Yeah, I don't think it adds up. Uh, I don't know. My brain is not going to be able to do math right now. Uh, even even good easy math? I don't know. But this is, this is a brain buster right here. Uh, who knows? <coughs> so, some other stuff I notice here. Jason really doesn't like doors because he could choose to walk through a door, but every single time he just smashes through a plane of glass, um, pane of glass. Uh, like they go down into the subway, they open the door, he is like, nah. And he walks through the glass. Just walks through it. Um, doesn't need to jump kick this one. 
uh, yeah, it's, it, it's odd. He, he's a little inconsistent with his, um, strength or, uh, motivation or whatever, what have you. Because, I mean, if he can just walk through glass, why doesn't he just, like, why didn't he just, like, walk through the window and the other one? I don't know. But, man, Jason's face is getting a little worse for the wear. It's, uh, really going through the ringer, this series. Because uh, it, it started out just kind of deformed. And then... Uh, can't, I don't know if it was just always like that, or if it was him being in the lake that in the first place that caused that. I don't know. That's an unanswered question, or maybe it's an answered question. I just don't know the answer. Um, that could be too. But uh, since he's been under the lake, hanging from the stone that was keeping him down there his face is like getting all rotty and oh and he, he was dead for a while too there were maggots in his face and stuff so his body's pretty decomposed and then it was weathered by the lake water um so he's yeah, his face is really messed up right now it's uh Every time they get that mask off, it's a little little bit worse. And uh, considering this one ends with a bunch of toxic waste drowning him and messing up his skin, I'm going to say in the next one, when they take that mask off, it's probably going to be pretty bad. Pretty bad. Um, and... This one was longer than... This is the longest one so far. Uh, an hour and 40 minutes. Which all the other ones have been at or below an hour and 30 minutes. So I think it was definitely longer than it needed to be. Because I think that slasher movies don't ever need to be any longer than 90 minutes um because there's just you know you don't need it uh i think they could have cut down on that boat section and expanded on the new york section but i also think i remember from the documentary that they said something about uh it cost too much to shoot in new york so they had to keep so they had to like expand the other part of it so that's probably what happened but still um yeah it was about 10 to 20 minutes longer than it needed to be so and then uh last thing i noticed at the end uh when the credits rolled was that the dog got higher billing than a lot of the actors. It was like in the top third. And like Julius the boxer guy. He was below the dog. Um, that, that was the only name that I specifically remember seeing. Um, but I remember seeing the dog. I was like oh there's Toby. And then a bunch of names below it. And you know all the 
uh, last, you know, like, not extras, but like, bit small parts, whatever. But, yeah, so, that dog got higher billing than a lot of the main characters, so, that's something to think about. <coughs> and I already said my favorite kill was the guy getting his head punched off. So now, I think that's it. On to part nine. Let's see Jason go to hell. Oh, and I feel like it's not possible for there to be four more movies, but there are. So I'll see you in a bit.